0: This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story, regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey... We do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit so some announcements before we get started today i am just super excited and grateful i have to share with you guys so spotify at the end of the year gives a wrap and it tells you basically how your podcast ranked and who was listening and all that jazz we placed in the top five percent most followed podcast which means we're in the top five percent for people who listen to the podcast love it, and then end up following afterwards. And we are in the top 10% for most globally shared podcast. And those are just the Spotify numbers. And for me, it's really mind blowing because I remember starting this podcast and I remember like some side glances and people not wanting to be on that I had asked to be on because they didn't know what a witchcraft podcast was going to look like or a spirituality podcast. And I've always gotten nothing but positive feedback on our episodes, and that's been happening for a whole entire year. And I just have to thank you guys so much for listening, for sharing with other people. I don't know if you guys know this, but we are charted in the top 100 for podcasts in multiple countries. And in a lot of those countries and areas, they don't even have access to Google searches to be able to look up different things that we talk about on this podcast. And the only way that they're able to find information is with podcasts. And I am just honored that I can be a trusted source for people and that We're able to give information and actual like guidance and advice and knowledge and whatnot from first hand account stories from all of these different people and share it all of these different places. So thank you to everybody that's listened those of you in other countries i just want you to know that if you are not in the u.s you can still reach out to me if you are needing resources for anything um, i'm happy to mail out books i'm happy to mail out supplies um, whatever it is that you're needing please contact me you can go to covenofrejects.com, send me a message there you can send a message to co rejects podcast at gmail.com um seriously you guys like it's fucking mind-blowing for me and I want to remind everybody you can watch the full-length episode for this podcast by going to patreon.com slash coven of rejects the podcast videos are available to every single tier um and then those of you that are new i want to tell you a little bit about patreon those of you that are listening veterans you know the deal but i have a patreon i have multiple tiers and i offer different things i offer um tarot classes and um witchcraft histories and true crime and witchcraft. And I do collaborations with um, other witchy friends. I've had Father Woda on to talk about um, Christian holidays that are practiced now that actually root in paganism and what the original pagan um, holiday was and how it kind of has been transformed and gives a lot of facts on that. Um, I have a dark goddess series where we educate on the different dark goddesses and I have people on who work with those deities so that they can discuss their personal experiences and I think the Morrigan was probably my favorite episode of the Dark Goddesses so far because I had two different people on who had completely different and opposite viewpoints and it was just really fucking cool. Everybody gets merch discounts Um, for the month of November. I gave everybody a... Reading. Um, And I'm actually going to be doing that for all Patreon members on all tiers this month as well, just so that we can kind of look at your year at a glance and the lessons that you learned this year and reflection and then um, tools for the new year coming in. So if you are new to Patreon this month, you will also get to have a reading with me and experience that. And then I also offer shadow work and um, mentorship, I call it spiritual life coaching. Um, but really, you get two readings with me full readings every month. And then we're checking in all the time to apply those readings to your daily life. I'm sure that those of you that have had a reading, it can be really overwhelming. Sometimes you get so much information and things to work on and then you have to place that by yourself into your life. And so I'm here to really help with that the mentorship is expanding and we have group texts going on so you guys can get support from other people. And, um, that tier for the shadow work, it's called shadow queen. So when you go on Patreon, you'll want to go to the shadow queen tier. It's $75 a month, two full tarot readings with me. You get my phone number so you can text me every day. I'm an active part of your journey and experience and I'm just super fucking grateful, you guys, for all the support that you guys are giving me. I also want to let everybody know that I have extended that discount on the website through the rest of the year. So there is 10% off all merch and then there is also um, $25 off of mediumship readings and tarot readings. Those are also great gifts for people. So if you're looking for something to give your friend, to give a family member, um, letting them connect with somebody who has passed away is a wonderful gift and also just being able to get some advice and guidance for their life through tarot and oracle readings as well. I have uh, to give a shout out to Lost Trail Coffee. That is the new sponsor that we have for the podcast. I told you guys about them before, but they are... Seriously incredible and I have five different flavors of coffee and I'm going to be showing you how to incorporate all of those different coffee beans into your craft um, because you can use them in all kinds of different ways. So if you are not already following me on TikTok and Instagram, please make sure you go and follow me. I am Gemini underscore goddess 420 on both TikTok and Instagram and that's where I'm going to be posting that video. I'm also doing some collective readings now, which is something brand new for me. And final announcement, um I just want to give a huge shout out to Kim Dunn at The Other Side because she is who I have partnered with for the guest boxes that I am going to be sending out. And if you are a longtime listener, you know that I've been talking for about six months now about having boxes for everybody that I have on the podcast so that they get some witchy items from me and just a thank you for being on the show. And you may remember Kim and her husband Ryan from the Paranormal Investigator episode that we had um, a few weeks back. And Kim has been incredible and has been getting guest boxes out to all of the guests that I have on Covenant of Rejects. So we manifested it. We made it fucking happen, you guys. And I just had to share that with you. This is probably the longest introduction that we've ever done, but I just have so much to say. So now you get to listen to my girl, Jenny. Um, I found her. We are in a mediumship course together because you know I am an advocate for always expanding your knowledge and getting different resources. And so we are both taking a mediumship course, and I just loved getting to know her. We were partners on some work, and her gift is incredible. And so... With no further ado, here is my friend Jenny. Oh, and it you are welcome for me dropping this episode a day early. Bye guys. Hi Jenny. Hey, how
1: are you, Gemini?
0: How's it going? So good. I'm really excited to get to connect with you and to learn about your journey more.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited that you have me here because I um I was so excited. It's <laughs> literally all I can say.
0: Yeah, I so I found you, first of all, Noel. Um I, I've talked about her so many times on the podcast. She's brought me to so many people, but um, she's been telling me for months that like, I need to get in contact with you. Um, the last two months for sure, like you need to get in contact. She's read me, like there's no denying her ability. She's amazing. And then, um, you and I just ended up in her mediumship classes together and, um, you've given me incredible readings and we've just really connected one-on-one. And so here you are on Coven of Rejects in your beautiful crown.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I I do make them. Um that is a, one thing that was kind of an aspect about my awakening, I guess, like when I kickstarted my awakening, my journey. Um it's um the thing about these is the fact that I wanted them to be unique in the way of Being able to match them with anything that you wear, but also I also set um, intentions for people um, when I give them to them, um, whoever that may be. Um, So I do raffles on my lives. Um, So if anybody gets a donation based read, um, I do that. But I also, you know, make them on the side of somebody wants a customized um, crown, I have so much of a selection. So that's kind of how these kind of developed. I feel like they're very empowering um, and make people feel very good. Mm-hmm.
0: That's why I love them. <laughs> No, I think it's beautiful. And when we were FaceTiming the other day, you showed me your crown and I was talking to my husband because, you know, I do my photo shoots and whatever for my content. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to get a crown from her because imagine doing like a like high priestess empress photo shoot and having like a crown. I just think it'd be amazing. Oh, that's gorgeous.
1: Yeah, you can have it.
0: Oh my gosh, you you guys, you have to watch this on Patreon. Um, You can join on any tier, but she's got crowns that she's showing, and she just picked up this beautiful, what is it? Is
1: it rose quartz and emerald? Uh, So what they are, they are all um, colored quartz. Uh, They're just all quartz. Um, But I really, really have been looking into being able to get other kinds of crystals. Um, I do have some labradorite. Um, that I'm working with, um, but the thing of it is, is it is one of those things where um, they have to have they have to be a certain way um, in different sizes as well because of the way that I do the points on them. So um, I've been tapping into different vendors and things like that to test and see if I can work with them and secure them um, effectively on the crown, like the base. Um, So that's really, really the tricky part of what I do is I put a lot of time and love and effort into them. um, And they are very, very stable. So
0: (laughs) no, that's gorgeous. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Um, So I want to talk about kind of what your journey in spirituality has been, because I know that you do so many things and you've educated yourself in so many ways. So with your upbringing, were you raised in spirituality?
1: Um, so initially it's very interesting. So my mom is a spiritual person, even though that she doesn't really like to talk about it. Um, so it's kind of a closeted thing for her. Um, my dad's side of the family and like my grandma, I, they, we have a farm over there and they, They're in their own little world, (laughs) Um, but my grandmother is very Catholic, and so is my dad. My dad went to Catholic school, Um, so I have the balance of both aspects. Um, It was just very weird growing up because my mom taught me how to do numerology charts. That was my first form of divination that I had ever learned. Um, And that was when I was about 15, 16 years old. I am now 27. So I've been doing charts for quite some time now. (laughs) So it's, it's weird. It's a little weird how the childhood upbringing was for me. And my mom is also, in a sense, religious at the same time. She has kind of denied her spiritual aspect like in just different practices, I guess, you know, um, in the way that she used to do things. And it you can't change that. So <laughs>
0: So you started off with studying numerology, and I know that you're going to be you broke down my charts, and that's something that we're doing in the second half of this episode and I will try to not be too eager on jumping there um but so you started with with working on these charts and doing this, and so what did you find yourself gravitating towards next?
1: um so for a few years there um you know it was really funny the start of doing charts people were it, very confused about it they you know when I was doing it in school and stuff I would ask my friends and they're like well what are you doing I I'm like it's the study of numbers you know and I kind of drifted away from that like once I got out of high school I had a period of time where I kind of shut back down it's almost like I fell back asleep in a sense um because it just really wasn't time for me to really push forward on other things that I started to, um, tap into and deal with. Now, when I was younger, my sister, um, had a Ouija board. So like, that was my first official experience with like dealing with other types of, um, what was your Ouija
0: board experience? Because I've always been like, I'm not fucking with it because I don't know what's coming through. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah. So, um, I learned the hard way. Um, and that was also because of the experience my sister had, but I had messed around with it too. Um, I, you know, how obviously like you have to touch the, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the little. planchette. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, most of the time I didn't even really have to touch it. I could just hold my fingers like right above it and it would move. Um, we asked the board what his name was. His name was George. He spelled it out for us. So I don't know as much as I, like just from my experience, I, I had started kind of seeing certain things when I was around that age of, I, I would see things in mirrors, um, you know? So it was not very pleasant things, I would say. Um, And again, there's all different types of experiences that anybody can have with that. It's also the fact that I was so young and wasn't taught the correct way on how to utilize the board. So um, I just feel like for me, Uh, That was not an experience that I think I would want to have. Again, I I do not want to own one. Um, There's just other forms of divination and tools that I use that I more resonate with. So it was a, um, a little crazy and freaky. It did freak me out just because I was too young to really understand in that aspect where I was about I'd say it was about like eight or nine years old using a board. Holy
0: shit. I was imagining like 11, 12, eight or nine years old is really young to be like summoning. And to, I feel like, especially when you're already intuitive and then you're messing around with stuff where there, you know, when you're that little, there's no way for you to have harnessed that gift in any way to protect yourself and darker energies totally know that and latch onto you
1: in that. Yep. And that's exactly kind of what was going on because the house we were living in at the time was 250 years old. So that's, there's that too. And the, uh, there was a gentleman that passed there. Um, so there was already, um, activity in general of just, you know, just spirit there, you know, um, but then you have this other aspect of whatever you, we're starting to kind of open up in other ways. And uh, my sister was into a little bit of a different kind of aspect when she was in her teens. So like, we're, we're a few years apart. So like, we're like four years apart. So it was, I was a little bit younger and she was just hitting her teens. So like she was tapping in and doing some different things that she necessarily didn't really understand either. Um, so that was my experience with that um and I think if I were to um utilize another board like at this point in time right now I have more than enough um you know protection and different things that I would not have that issue and you do have to say goodbye you have to
0: Just saying. You have to say goodbye. I even teach my son, like, you know, because I love going to, I'm very open about my gifts with my family. And Mm -hmm. I love going to like graveyards and cemeteries and, um, my son always gravitates towards to where the kids are and like makes, you know, he like has his own thing going on. He's like, I made friends, but every time that we leave, I've always said, you have to say goodbye. Thank you for their time and their energy and like mm-hmm. showing up, but they need to stay here. You cannot take them home. And, uh, when my parents visited last time we went to a cemetery and I said that when we left and my dad was like, you give me the heebie-jeebies with that shit like say
1: a prayer over me before I get in the car (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh it was very interesting so like I guess in a sense I really have always been like I did grow up spiritual but in that aspect of you know because even though my, my mom would you know she did use the board she has you know but the board was my sister's so it was a whole kind of like Oh, this is fascinating and interesting. This is different. And, you know, um, my mom did have tarot cards. Um, so that was something that she never really like showed us though. Um, so it was, you know, I had that. And then when I was 16, she introduced me to numerology and like, you know, so I've been around the spiritual aspect, but I've also had the other spectrum of my dad and my grandma really, really um, Being very strict about, you know, this is what we say, this is what we do, this is what we believe. And it's, you know, so as a young child and just growing up into my teens, I had a very hard time with religion just because of the way that I didn't understand the concept of the fact that when you have. People in a church who aren't exactly the—how do I explain this? As on a soul level, I guess is what I would say. That should be just the way that the dynamic is. Some of the most horrific things I've heard and experienced—it's just, you know, it. You're supposed to be all about God and all about the things that are really, really, I guess, I, I guess in a way, I don't really know how to explain what I'm trying to say at this point. It's just, I've always on a soul level struggled with it because I guess they didn't understand why things were just one way. That's and it literally sounds like you
0: also have a curiosity about the hypocrisy is what it sounded mm-hmm. like in the beginning you were trying to explain is you're preaching this and that this should be what we're doing and that this should be what other people are exuding. So we're going to judge them for not doing that. And in turn, we're going to be doing the same thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I grew up in organized religion, so I do understand.
1: (laughs) Okay, Gotcha. Okay. I, I wasn't sure completely of your background. Like I've listened to other, um, episodes you've done and things like that. Um, and just knowing you from the conversations we've had, um, I mean i could totally see that i could totally see i that. am really
0: big with this podcast and with my platforms on discussing religious trauma being something that so many people go through i am constantly talking about the unaliving rates of people like and yes. like for real uh, honestly suicide rates of people inside um just this community of having a gift and being inside families that chastise them and, Mm -hmm. um, and really keep people from being able to harness and understand what their abilities are. I think that so many families throw meds at their kids because they're schizophrenic or whatnot. They're not schizophrenic. They just have this going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And the more that we can have conversations about religious trauma, even, you know, it's not going to stop people from having whatever religion they want and that's their right, but it does provide their children and family members with different communities to be able to reach out to and know Mm -hmm. that there are podcasts like this or people like you and I who have been through it, who are like, let me help you through that. And I do that with my mentorship on Patreon too. I have a lot of people who have religious trauma and I walk through shadow work with them and I give them monthly readings so that we can figure out, you know, what what things are still affecting them and how we can move on from it.
1: Absolutely. That's, that's beautiful. And I do know that you've done that. And like, I've checked out all the different things that you have and that's, it's amazing what you do, but it's so funny too that you say about, the, the medication aspect with like children and how they, you know, just assume that things that they're experiencing are, you know, not factual and part of their gifts. Um, you know, my, my daughter's too, and she is a very much a little psychic baby, (laughs) you know? So it's just, um, you know, I know as she gets older too, it's going to kickstart even more. So it's it's really um when I was younger I had those same aspects. I mean, I could see things. Um I could see souls and spirits um and I haven't been able to since. I think it was probably about like when I was 6 that that kind of shut down.
0: So. I do you think that that's because people around you and media and the things that we take in as kids um Makes you stop believing, like they start making all of those things were like your imaginary friend, and how cute.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I would say so because um, you know, and then I had the other aspect of like my grandma, you know, um, when my pat passed away on my dad's side, um, you know, I was very close with him, just um, uh, but at the same time, my sister was more close with him. I had wrote him a letter and put it in his casket when when he when he passed and we buried him. And there would be a lot of times where I, you know, I was swimming in the pool and I would talk to him. And my grandma would come out and say, Who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to Pat. You know? And she said, You shouldn't do that. People are gonna think you're crazy. So I think that that whole aspect too of the fact that she had such that religious base of you need to do what I say and it's just that you know the struggle of having to see the world in the way that you see the world and then other people are telling you it's wrong yep <laughs> I
0: literally my mom's family so my mom comes from generations of christian scientists i don't know if you know about christian science it gets confused with scientology a lot Um, okay and it's not but it is an earlier like a it's like 1700s i think is when this religion like originated and um okay so a lot of what i'm i'm really trying to like explain about it. Um, And I don't remember what my point was of even bringing it up when you were
1: speaking. (laughs) Trust me, I kind of was there at one point, you know, I was like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. So like, (laughs) I like totally lost
0: my train of thought. So I don't know what I was trying to say. Oh, I think we were talking about this like perfectionism Mm and that comes from, um, religion. So my mom's family has it very strongly in Christian science. Um, and in my mom's family, especially, it has Mm -hmm. been very, you have to present yourself this way and they don't Mm -hmm. take, they don't take medication. They don't go to doctors. They don't do anything medical. Um, but like their whole thing is that you pray about it and that you yes. know that you're perfect and that God made you perfect and whatever is going on with you is mental. And okay, that was a mind fuck and a half growing up because yes. I have a brain disease. And uh-huh. um, so I have been in pain and having things happen my whole life and haven't been able to explain what's going on. We don't go to doctors when I do go to doctors that, well, there's no Mm -hmm. reason for that. So like Mm -hmm. the stomach pain that I had all growing up as a child, find out as an adult, that that's a side effect and a way that you diagnose this brain disease. And so um, being, you know, growing up and being told that it's just, that you're doing something wrong mentally and that's why it's mm-hmm. happening physically and process your emotions differently is very fucking difficult. So then, oh, you know, yeah. I have this physical aspect where I'm like, okay, well, I have a brain disease because I'm something is wrong in my subconscious and I need to process something differently.
1: Wow. Wow. The amount of unconditioning you had to like, you know, do for yourself. That's, that's extremely hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But you know, when you look at it too, though, like situations that you've been in situations that I've mm-hmm. been in, it helps me to be a mentor to people in so many different ways and to give them uh shadow work in different ways, because that's how I've gotten out. and you know, you're able to use so many things that you've been through. I've watched you apply it to the way that you give people readings. You Mm -hmm. are also, um, and I was telling Noelle this actually after you and I had talked, I called her, you are extremely considerate and kind in the words that you choose to say, and you understand the impact that your words have on people. And, um, It's something that I really appreciate about in conversations with you because I've even heard you like when you're frustrated about something and you, and you talk for a second, you don't put people down. You don't put situations down. You don't belittle people in order to get your point across. And I, I
1: really value that about you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, that is just, um, I think also something that, because as a child, not just with all of these aspects of like, you know, the, the religion slash spiritual aspect, but like the fact that I never really fit in when I was young. I did not have a lot of friends. I, that was just not for me. It was not me as much as I tried to be kind to people. I was crapped on, like I was completely crapped on. And, you know, I was this wild child crazy frizzy redhead super loud I mean you know what's the what's difference from now right (laughs) but um it's you know I had more aligned and intellectually with adults than I did with other kids my age I couldn't compute I I just couldn't connect with them it I would get very frustrated because I would try to have these very in-depth intellectual conversations at a very, very young age. So it was really hard for me to grow up and always have people being very judgmental to me and hurtful towards me. The amount of words that I have had towards me all my life have caused so much emotional trauma, honestly. And I think that that's where it kind of comes from as to why when I'm getting something for somebody, especially even if it's something that is delicate, you know, um, I am very choosy on how I say that because words are like bullets, you cannot take them back. So yeah. That's, I think that's really where it comes from, to be honest.
0: (laughs) No, I love it. You can't take words back. Um, Something that I've learned as an adult is that when I get really mad, I have to literally like remove myself from rooms because Mm -hmm. I've just learned that like, when I'm mad, my mouth is mean and it's never anything that I mean. You're like Mm -hmm. the words that you speak will sit in somebody's skin forever. Yes.
1: It could be years down the line. And somebody will remember what you said to them. So I remember Mm -hmm.
0: the first time I was ever called ugly. It was in high school. And a girl said that um, I that my face looked like a dog's face. And I have never forgotten it. Because it was that moment when I was like, wait, somebody thinks I'm ugly. (laughs) and that's like so vain to say but as a kid you're just like do I have the face of like a rottweiler and nobody's out here telling me
1: about it that's okay I used to get called the mighty bee you remember that show the mighty bee no yeah look it up when I you know crazy crazy wild hair glasses she's she's a cartoon okay and then Eliza Thornberry Oh so I don't know the wild thornberries. That was, yes. that was a big thing too. So yeah, lots of, um, you know, jokes made at my expense. Um, so I get it. I get it. I have tons of stories of how horrible um, people have been to me. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> like, but you know, that's beside the point, but it's, uh, it's definitely. That is something- not what you look like. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I would punch
0: someone directly in the throat for you.
1: (laughs) That is so mean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, people really are. I mean, you know, that's, that's just what I experienced. And I think it's also the fact that it kind of goes to a deep sense of root of uh, jealousy, really, because I very much embraced who I was you know, and I still do. Um, so it is one of those things where you really, really can't, you know, things that people say and do onto you, that is, that is a them problem, not a you problem. And that is something I had to learn at a young age too, because if I took everything that somebody has said to me and criticized me for and downed me for, I would not be standing like and do yeah. you think that you having
0: to filter through people's versions of truth and whatnot just helped you better be able to understand what your own truth is
1: um absolutely absolutely um so i feel like um in that aspect with you know there's there's the the way that i kind of see it too is like there's two sides to every story right There's that person's side and your side or vice versa, whatever. And then there's the middle ground of where the actual truth is, right? And, but there's also your truth and their truth. And it's also based upon the perspectives. So I feel like perspective is really comes into play when it comes down to the fact that, okay, because I view it like this. And the reason I view it like this, it's the, it's the why. And I have always been that person to ask the why for everything. It's like, it's, I have that inquisitive kind of mindset. It's like, I have to understand why they feel that way. Or I have to understand why they did this certain thing, this certain way. I've been able to pick up patterns within like like with, with within people I've interacted with, like family members, friends, and I have a better understanding on how to connect with them in that way.
0: So what, what it sounds like you're saying is that you've found ways to have different relationships with each individual person in different ways, because you've picked up like their pattern and what their expectation and communication style is.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
0: That's something I just noticed about myself and I had to explain it to myself. So when you just said it, I was like,
1: I think we're saying the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And it also goes based upon the fact that, um, people like you and me, we are very, very compassionate and understanding on all levels of how people are. Right. So it's really, um, it goes based upon the fact that we've had so much interaction with so many different broad spectrums of people, you know, and because we have had that, it gives us a little bit more of a background and skill set that not everybody has. Yeah, I agree. And I think that,
0: how do I say this? The way that you like to accumulate, uh, information, like tons of information from just various sources, mm-hmm. and you turn them into, I, how do I say this? You and I are very similar in, uh, wanting to like be the jack of all trades and yeah. to have like a, an understanding of how things work as well. Um, and I think that's why I love having conversations with you so much is that you research all of these different little things and you bring them into what you do. And it just makes you so unique and individual. And even though we both tend to do that, it's with different things and. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that it's beautiful how you have formed your craft. And so I want to know more after you were doing numerology um, and you started, I know you had your Ouija board experience. Mm -hmm. When did you, I know that you just got certified in Reiki. I know that you do all Mm -hmm. kinds of different things. So kind of how did your practice really start to evolve where you started learning these different skills and then sharing them with other people which is a whole different ballgame.
1: Yes it is. So um my actual like kickstarting of like really waking up I should say, you know, um was about 2 years ago now almost. Um I had bought my house. I moved in like when I moved in this house I was working a 50, 65 hour, a work week job and juggling my daughter and trying to take care of everything else. And I just could not do it anymore. I couldn't do it. I was at that point where I felt like I was dying. I was having other medical issues, which lo and behold was actually part of my awakening process. I had lymph nodes, swelling, different things. I was, um, you know, actually had a, my constant temperature, my constant body temperature was 99.5, if not higher. Um, they still haven't, you know, hadn't been able to figure out why. And because I kept going and going and they just did not have answers for me. And I felt like I was crazy. Um, but I had started to, um, you know, I saw different people that I really, really connected with on TikTok. And it's just, I just watched them, you know, and I'm like, I watched them and I was like, yeah, I was like, I I need me some cards, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I came across someone because there's this stereotypical thing, right? That like, oh, you can't buy your first tarot deck yourself. Like it's the has dumbest to get- shit I've ever heard. Yes, and even my mom had said that to me. And before I came across this thing, right? And I heard that, no, that's superstition. Go do it if you want to do it. You know, I had asked my mom, I was like, mom, please buy me one. She goes, I don't think you're ready for that. So I said, screw that. I took my happy ass to the bookstore where I knew that I could get some. And I bought an Oracle deck and I bought a tarot deck. My very first tarot deck, which is right over here, it's the Crystal Power of Tarot. And it helps me learn different aspects of crystals, but it also helped me learn. Um, it's almost kind of like it, they have little sayings on them, but like this is the first tarot deck I connected with. I originally started with Oracle, though um that was something that I really I just didn't feel super connected to the tarot yet I felt like it was very intimidating for me and I feel like for those individuals that are starting out and really really want to learn how to utilize their their energy and get you know things to pop out and the way that they want to read because everybody reads differently it's it's all based upon what you want, you know? So with all of that being said, that's where I kind of started out and I was reading cards and I had this whole experience with like, my body was doing crazy, funky things. Cause I was kind of purging so much of the old, I was the old aspects of myself. And there's been people that have had that similar experience where they have like health related, like wonky things that they can't explain. And I just did my own research and I'm like, this has got to be it. You know, it's got to be it. So I ultimately ended up resigning from my 50 to 65 hour a week job um, because I felt it coming. I knew that I just was not meant to be there. So I did that. And I started working a part time job. Um, I went to GameStop, and that sucked. <laughs> and then I started working for Lowe's. Um, so what was interesting is when I worked there, um, there were some spiritual people, actually. And I had never really actually uh, like found other people who were really open about what they did. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I knew that the universe aligned me here because I'm meant to kind of get comfortable in that sense. So I spent some time in that aspect and, you know, it got to a point where, you know, I was still doing my my videos and things like that. Um, But like really developing myself was on my own. I could not, I didn't have anybody to read for. I didn't, I, you know. I had my boyfriend at the time, which, you know, that was just not, I was not comfortable with doing that. You know, my sister, I bought her some decks because she asked me to, because she still felt like that was the superstition thing. So she works with her own or whatever. But it took me a good bit to really build confidence in the fact that I could actually read for other energies, other people, other, other connections and really tap in. So I guess my thing was after a while, after I had resigned from Lowe's because they cut my hours and stuff, it was just not worth even keeping. Um, I really, really hit it head on. I was continuing to go full force, making more content and just Diving in headfirst to my spirituality, you know, even more than I was. Um, when I was starting out, I read two to three times a day for myself. I would pull, I'd just sit there and shuffle and be like, okay, what's this? Okay, what's this? Okay, I remember what this is, you know. And so, like, you know, I started getting into actually picking up tarot uh, probably, I would say, about three months in from really like, and it was like, okay, I'm ready. Like I wanna do it. I wanna do it. Let's just start doing it. And it, it's not as intimidating as people make it seem to be.
0: Correct. You know?
1: So I was like, okay, you know, since I had already kind of strengthened my um, you know, ability to be able to make things like, you know, pop out and, you know, the way I wanted to read, you know, Um, I really just got deeper and deeper and I started doing more for myself. And, and that's how I learned how to read because I just did not have anybody else to teach me. I taught myself. I Googled, I used the guidebooks I've done. I have books that I've read, you know, all of those things. There was, there's knowledge out there. There's resources out there, you know? And I was like, I'm going to do this because nobody else wants to help me because nobody cares. So I was like, that's fine. You know, so then it got to a point where I felt really comfortable. I met some other people on, on TikTok, you know, that I really, really was aligned with and learned a lot of other things from them. Right. So I, um, I decided it was time. I was like, you know what? I wanna, I wanna read for people. So um, Melissa is her name. Uh, Love Truth Light is her name on TikTok. Um, she she's a channeler. She does channeling and she sells crystals, and they're very super ethically sourced. Like she she's wonderful. So you you guys should check her out. You know you should definitely check her out. Um, she had been running a channeling class because I was like, I understand I'm channeling, but I don't understand it, you know? So I took her class and it clicked. It clicked like something fierce. It was, it was instant almost. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. You know? So like he has a private group. And I, you know, she does it for like developmental stuff. And I have a similar group as well. I have Jenny's Spiritual Playhouse on um, uh, Facebook. So like that's, I created that for people who, you know, want to talk about their experiences and share different things about, you know, uh, inspirational quotes and things like that. So I went on her Facebook group and read for some people. And then I stopped for a little while. And then I was like, I feel like everybody in that group wasn't necessarily on at different, you know, there was just so many different on at different times. And, you know, I just didn't have the, I was just wanting to be bold. So I went and outed myself on my personal Facebook page and that was a huge step for me because that's. All of my mom's friends, all of the people in high school that used to hate me because, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I had like how many, how many friends that I just didn't like delete, you know, from like years of having my Facebook, you know, people that I know that would be judgy. I love
0: keeping those people on my Facebook who I used to go to high school with that were just like total twat monkeys because I'm like, (laughs) Now you have 10 kids, nine baby daddies. You've been to prison. You have a face tattoo and a drug problem. And look at me now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I get exactly what you mean. So like, so I was like, you know what? If I'm going to get over the fear of the fact that I know who I am and I want to be bold about it and because it is extremely hard when you feel as though that you're going to be judged. And it's just because of the past experience that I've had as well. But I know that a lot of people have this similar experience, you know? So I feel like it's super important to talk about. It was so hard for me to be like, screw it. I'm going on Facebook Live. I went on and I catch you not, I had people left and right even strangers that I didn't know wanting me to read for them because after the first read I did it resonated so hard love it so I I was like I can do this like so like my confidence built even more because I knew I was very intuitive I had a lot of different like and it's funny because you know um, at the beginning of my journey as well, like with with Lowe's and stuff, you know, it was around Christmas time, you know, that I was working there. So like a month or so before Christmas, hit, like around this time, la- uh, you know, last year, it was like, you know, I really, really want to be able to get Audrey a gingerbread house to build. I said, but I'm just not going to have the money for it. I said, so universe, if I'm, if I'm able to do that, that would be great. You know, like somehow. Can you can can we provide that for me? You know, <laughs> and uh, a few weeks went by, you know, or whatever. I guess this was in October. I did that. So, anywho's, Christmas came. I was working at Lowe's, and lo and behold, they had gingerbread houses to take home for the kids. Aww, so it's these are the things that I what I mean about how. People who do not believe in manifestation and the aspects of how things work and function, I'm sorry, there's no denying it from the different things I've experienced. This house that I'm in, I literally dreamt of this house, the hardwood floors, everything about it. It's like the different, I, I knew who I was. It's just also getting to that point where like okay what do I do now like I don't know which way to go so you use your internal guide and I think that that's why I've tapped into so many different areas of practice with what I like what I feel I'm drawn to is where I go next and it's just kind of how when I was able to go live on TikTok, I was so excited and so thrilled. You know, I was like, this is a huge accomplishment for me. Mm. Like, I'm like, this is wonderful. You know, so I got on there and I started reading. I would do free reads sometimes. I would do like, you know, those card pulls and like just to be around people and get more practice in and get more practice and get more practice to where. I knew that I was confident enough that I did not have to worry about the fact that I did not, like, I had full-blown trust in myself, you know? So it was like, all right, now it's time to start kind of, like, developing some other areas then, right? I had been getting from my team, and everywhere on TikTok, everywhere I went, it was like the universe was sitting there screaming at me hey, it's time for you to do some mediumship. And I'm like, oh no. I'm like, no. You're like, I, I just mastered this. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I can't do that. I was like, what do you mean? Like, no. And so like, you know, I do certain things where I say, okay, well, if I'm meant to do this, let me see it at least one more time. And I give a time frame, roughly, you know, like that day or like the next day or whatever within that week so i saw it another one or two more times and i'm like "Okay." okay so at the time one of my um main guides or main angels i guess i should say the one of the main um you know angels i was working with was archangel michael because he's very very good with production so i channeled michael and i'm sitting there asking him you know are you trying to tell me I need to do mediumship? I don't know how to do that. So, I was then introduced to Archangel Uriel. Okay, because I never really worked with him. So he goes, Uriel's gonna help you with that, and I'm like, but what do you mean? You know, this is this is that in meditation the Inward and connecting, but also connecting with your higher self. It's consulting with, you know, whoever it is that you're consulting with, whoever you channeled, but also what feels good and is aligned and meant for you because your soul, your higher self is your guide, you know? So then I decided, I was like, okay, because. I was like, how do, how do I do this? He's like, you know, just do it. And I'm like, (laughs) that doesn't work for me. So like, so I had the concept of, well, I can channel, I can connect with other, you know, other beings, you know? So I had decided, I was like, well, it can't be much different than channeling. It can't be. It can't be. So I decided to practice with someone that I was close with at the time and they were, uh, you know, (laughs) her name is actually Ray, Ray of sunshine. Um, She was like, okay, um, do it. And I'm like, what do you mean do it? She goes, I'm not giving you a name. Pull somebody. This is now, mind you, this is my first time ever trying to even attempt to do mediumship okay and yes of course I am nervous because like my confidence level in that
0: aspect
1: was like what do you mean you're not even going to give me a name to try to like pull this this soul this person like what do you mean you know so I connected and I was like you know, there's this this gentleman here, It's his name is uh, so-and-so or whatever. I said, this is the name they're giving me. Does that make sense? She's like, yeah. And I was like, shut up. I was like, shut up. You know, so it got me to that point and I just kept going. And she's like, wow, you're incredible. I said, thank you. But like, that really was nerve. It was a very nerve-wracking experience for me because I'm like, I don't think I'm doing this right. And I feel like a lot of people have that aspect in them of like, in spirituality, there's not really right and wrong, right? It's what's right for you. Okay. And at the time with my abilities and where I was at on a, you know, energetic level, I was pretty high up there. I could get in. I could get my vibration and frequency up there to where I could physically connect with them, see them in my mind's eye because I'm very descriptive. I'm very clairvoyant. So um, that is one of my strongest clairs. The second strongest clair I have is clairaudience. audience, but that got shut down at the beginning of my journey because I got freaked out. Not gonna lie, <laughs> I did. I kind of. Um, shut that down in myself, but that's that's being worked on. But your clairs also change of like what's going to be your strongest Claire at that given time as you evolve and move forward. And you know, I I have my best friend Michelle that I talk to a lot that she wanted to do Reiki and she wanted to do this, um, you know, like, like candle magic. And I was like, I never thought about myself really doing candle magic. But, you know, as Noel, like the conversation we've had together, Noel had told me, you know, I'm very, very much Celtic. I have Druid background and I have like Viking and all of these aspects of like, you know, where I have come from and who my actual like spirit guides are, I'm like, I can see that. So it's not just the fact that, you know, even though I started out with archangels, yes, that's a wonderful thing, but I feel like it's all real, you know, fairies, dragons, all of those different um, beings and, and entities, but it's all real. All of those fairy tale things that we were told as a kid, it's all real, it just is. The thought and the idea came from somewhere. Do you, do you get what I'm saying?
0: Oh, yeah, it's no, like, I believe all of that. I believed in fairies and everything before mm-hmm. I understood that I had gifts or that there was a spiritual yes, world too. or anything
1: yes. else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's, I think that that's kind of where like I was at with it was like, oh crap, it's all real. And then I thought about it and it's like, well, I know I've been reincarnated how many times? So like, I don't know all my past lives, but hey, that means I could resonate with just about darn near anything. But it's also whenever my soul is ready to start to get into that aspect, you're going to resonate more with something than you are with another at a given point in time, because it also could be based upon your journey and where you are at. That's another reason why I don't place judgment on people who are where they are in their journey, because you are being led by your inner guide, your intuition, your higher self. It is your path. And that's kind of where I've been at is like, I was really drawn to that. I was like, you know, oh my God, Reiki sounds so cool. But like the can of magic made me question. And I'm like, oh, but I really love it. Like I I did the first class and I was like, oh, like it lit a fire in my soul, you know, like that, that extra added passion. And it's like, and you're never gonna really, those things that are like supposedly taboo, you know, like things that are like, no, this is not, Right, you know, and that's also because of upbringing and other things that people say, you know, Um, but like, those kinds of aspects, you know, candle work really, really helps with your healing, manifestation, all kinds of aspects on your journey, that I feel like is very, very necessary, at this point, now that I know it, for other people to know, you yeah. know. So that's, that's kind of how I've become so well diverse is because I just follow where my heart and my intuition and my soul's taken me.
0: I think that's beautiful. And I think that it's a perfect way for us to jump in to um, the charts that you did. So can you explain for everybody that's listening? And by the way, you guys, again, um, you can watch all of this over on Patreon, um, but can you uh just tell everybody about what you did for me before we start breaking it down?
1: Absolutely. So um so what I did was a um it's a numerology chart for each year of your life. Um so what I did was um in numerology for those people who do not know, um each number has a corresponding a a few I'm sorry each letter of the alphabet (laughs) has a corresponding number either one through nine okay so it is very much in that um aspect of like you know um so for the letter d um for your first name that has a frequency and vibration of the number four And the number four has certain characteristics. I think of numbers, if you're doing anything with numerology, the easiest way to think of numbers is almost like people, okay? Each of us are individuals and have different characteristics, right? We also have positive attributes and not so positive attributes, right? So depending on what frequency we are at, at that given time, you know, um, for whatever experience that we're experiencing that matters in and of itself. So this chart is from literally the, the year you were born, like from age one to a hundred years old. Okay. So you have your whole life basically sitting in your hands in numbers. <laughs> okay. Um, so, and I also did the, um, the The very important things about numerology as well is the uh, the six core numbers. So your six core numbers can really, really help you identify and learn a lot more about yourself, but also about your um, soul on a soul level, where you're at for this lifetime, why you chose to be Diana in this lifetime. So um, what I, find interesting. And the reason why I did two chart, two different charts for you, if I could speak, (laughs) um, is the fact that a lot of people don't understand that, um, when you, um, have a name change, it changes your numbers. It changes your path. Um, not everything about it, I should say, but certain different aspects on how, You know, it, it can change your karmic lessons. So karmic lessons are very, very much about what you are kind of um, weak in, and what you're kind of missing that you need to work on in this lifetime um which is very different than karmic debt that is something I explained to you that you do not have karmic debt um so which is which is a good thing because um a lot of people get freaked out about that but it's not um you know it's not something to be freaked out about it's just something that you have to pay back from a lifetime ago
0: you know I pay my
1: bills so you paid your bills. Yeah, <laughs> girl go ahead that's what I'm saying <laughs> um What's funny though, and I think another reason why we're so connected is we have the same life path. Eight. Yes. Okay. But the other thing, the other aspect of the eight, okay, you have the same beginning number because I don't know if you realize. So I wrote 35 and then it reduces to eight, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. How I calculate my birthday is the same exact number. It is 35, we're like adding to eight, you know? That's cool. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, I gotta tell her that.
0: (laughs) You know, what's funny too, is that you and I were talking about um, the amount of fives that are like in our birthdays. And um, I think you're 51595, right? That's and correct. then I'm 52594. And so that uh-huh.
1: was yeah. yeah. So that's crazy. Side, okay. Yeah, it's so crazy. But so here's one thing I want to point out to you though. So your married name, you have a missing karmic lesson of eight. Okay. Now, if you look at the chart I gave you for your um for your birth given name. Mm -hmm. The reason why I did too is because of that, that change of whenever you did get married that, you know, you still have to see the stuff that you had from your birth given name, you know? So the one thing you had no karmic lessons in your original birth given name, but, but here's, here's the kicker. You only had one eight that stood out to me that stood out to me. So when there is a lesser of a number in like calculating that aspect of yourself, that's something that your soul probably came to work on a little bit more. Regardless, even though that you have those attributes and you have that lesson, it is something that you wanted to um, kind of, I guess, boost and master. I wanted to master karmic lessons. (laughs) guess if you want to put it that way okay (laughs) you know if you want to put it that way um and the only reason why I say it like that is because realistically the only reason why we come here is to learn lessons so yeah as much as it doesn't make sense to us as being who we are on a soul level that's really why we're here we're here to learn we're here to develop we're here to grow as people and as souls and that's one thing that is really really interesting with numerology it shows what you already have on in your like within you what you've right. already experienced in other lives if that makes sense um so for the uh, the karmic lesson of eight what in what is really interesting about this because you also have your life path being eight and I was like you got to it's like this hand in hand thing for it um, but to um help people understand and with the the karmic lesson, we'll start with that. the karmic lesson of eight is really um talking about not having a know-it-all kind of attitude and also um, being very stubborn and the um, also the, the stubborn behavior, but preventing you from also knowing your limits. So like you're stubborn to that point where you're like, I can achieve this and it's fine, or I can do this and it's fine. And you'll keep going to like burnout. You're smiling. I love to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but what's funny is about the life path number eight, people who are like us, it's, you know, it's very, very much associated with leadership, very much money material based wealth and drive um, business success. So The attribute of having that karmic lesson of eight, but also having the life path of eight is so fascinating to me for you because it's also like, you're very persistent. You're very stubborn. You have drive. You will go and you will do it and you will achieve it because with your life path number eight being, being an eight, you're destined for success, period. You are. It's just, you can't get in your own way either though. that's that's part of that lesson and it's like so you have this good balance though because the eight is really about balance too it's having good um knowledge and ethic of like a work ethic you know and really really having that understanding so the birthday number what's really funny about your birthday number um you know I did some more digging on that a lot of people don't really like look at that necessarily but they do you know it's part of the six core um it's really talking about a person's natural gifts and talents and how they're meant to help, like help you on your life path. Okay, so with the number twenty-five, it's a rational and keen insight. Okay, so that's really kind of what it's based upon. The other aspect of that, it's um, you know, a very intellectual approach to life, and you have very good intuition in your birth. Um birthday number. So that right there is also really significant on the fact that you yourself, you know, you were very gifted as a child too. So it's like, it it explains a lot, but it also really explains how you're doing what you're doing right now with the podcast and the different, um, you know, uh, life coaching and, all the things that you're doing to help people and it's bringing you success, but helping other people and bringing them success as well on their journey. So that's the, okay, amazing. That's a gift that I have. That's a gift that I have that I'm logical in my thinking, but that gift that you have is helping you with your life path of success and understanding and the what you do for work. You know what I mean on a spiritual level. It it works with your intuition. So it's working with your life path number. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I do get what you're saying. Okay. It's really hard sometimes for me to explain that aspect. It's like because with numerology as well, the things that even though it means this thing, it's happening to have a different perspective and look at everything in different ways it's like you have to look at things you can't get stuck in one mindset when you're looking at different numbers and the the way that things are presented encompassing making you who you are in this lifetime so it's a whole different kind of level I guess I yeah and so the other thing that um and a a lot of other people that end up doing these is the expression number, which is also known as your destiny number, okay? So your destiny number is something that influences your personal strengths and also challenges that you have, okay? So it helps you identify what you are best at and where you completely just kind of struggle, okay? And with your destiny number, it's a number nine, which is very, very humanitarian, though. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. So like the want of service of like helping humanity and helping people and the drive you have with your eight and all of those other things. But like it's also the, the actual expression number of nine is also the building block of knowledge, So it's just like we were kind of talking about together. You and I kind of have those, we dip into different areas and we want all of this knowledge and we crave this knowledge. It's very, that very much is you with your expression number. It's you, you have these building blocks and you take all these pieces parts and it helps you be very diverse so that it explains a lot in and of itself as well and of course I mean this is also like you know what I'm giving you but like of course since you have them you're gonna start doing your own research and I know you are because like (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna have me you're gonna sit there and you're gonna be like oh this is so crazy this all makes sense it's like you know it's gonna be a lot of like understanding even more on a level of yourself and that's really something that's going to be so beautiful for you because you were like I have I feel like I'm like having missing pieces and I just don't understand like this is monumental for me and I'm like oh I'm so glad you feel that way because like I hope I can help you
0: (laughs) but um, I think I think I get I think I get lost sometimes on where I'm going with things and not that I feel like I need to be at a finish line, but if I could understand like what my soul's like main purpose is, not like my personal Mm -hmm. purpose, but like my soul's main purpose and like what it is that I'm going to need to do to really like fulfill the missions that like my soul chose for Mm -hmm. this experience. That's something that like, I'm always trying to make sure that like I'm in a line with
1: mm-hmm. and
0: the more different kinds of readings and spiritual experiences and interactions or whatnot that teach mm-hmm. me more about myself and help me to be on that journey mm-hmm. is fascinating. I love shadow work because I love learning why I do things and the yep. way that things are done and not necessarily that I need to change something, but because I want to understand myself. Yes. So that's what I love about this um so we're on the expression destiny number and then what's the personality number
1: yeah so the personality number is very interesting so this is um (laughs) it's this this is the kind of um this is the number that it's the side of yourself you show the world okay so how you are perceived to others Okay. Like a bitch. How, like like. Stop! Stop! No, you're not. Um, you know, it's it's the first kind of impression. It's the what they kind of what you allow other people to kind of see, in a sense. You know what I mean? Like that first impression. That's that. This is your personality number. And so your personality number is a seven, which is very, very a curious person in nature and a thirst to acquire knowledge. So more knowledge. And um, it's also another few words that I added in there that um, they say that could describe this uh, personality number of seven is um, very eccentric and outworldly and They don't shy away from their emotions as they understand that the mind cannot solve everything. So that was one of those things that, you know, as I was digging and doing more things, because there is so much to all of the differences of even though that the number seven is a a spiritually based number, it also has a difference in the way that it is when it is a certain particular number like a personality number or a destiny number or you know they all mean different things because just like people you put them in a different situation category they're going to be different so that's why numerology is also like The oldest form of divination, but is also like very much a dying kind of like form for people around our age here, because it is very very in depth to learn and understand. Yeah. So, the last but not least, (laughs) soul urge number. Your soul urge number for your your married name, and this is all your married name. So this is current present right now your stuff you know i did do your other ones for your um birth given name as well but i did that also as a comparison too so that way you could see what had changed and what didn't change you know too um but your soul urge number is an 11 which is a master number that's a beautiful thing and a lot of people don't really um you know (laughs) I know a lot of people have heard master numbers and they're like, oh, master numbers, I love master numbers. And it's like, because master numbers are very high vibrational, they're very, very push for certain aspects. So like the number 11, it is wisdom beyond your years. Very much wisdom beyond your years for your soul urge. You yourself are trying to, and this is also considered the soul urge number can also be called your heart's desire. Okay, so what your heart is yearning for, and this is only shared with those people that you deem worthy, that you feel are worthy to to have this kind of soul desire and connection with, right? It motivates your ideas and your decisions and your dreams. It's like, what is your dream, you know? And it's, in the master number 11 um, also adds a lot of extra intuition and sensitivity. So I apologize for having to look at my notes for a minute. Um, okay. But, you know, this, this aspect of the soul urge and your birthday number, both of those having that extra, you already have the gift and talent of that extra added intuition, and then you add that soul urge into there, uh, honey. You you got mad intuition, mad intuition. I've been trying to tell people, man. Yeah, like that numbers don't lie. I'm telling you, they don't lie. Like. <laughs> So, um, and that's kind of like where, you know, there's a lot more that we could go into that, but there's a, the other thing I wanted to look at with you that I really, really find super fascinating is your, um, your birth given named chart. So when you were born, like when you, when you were one for the first year of your life, your life path being an eight, you came in at an eight. You were in an eight for two years. So I think that's a beautiful thing. And it kind of goes like, oh, that makes so much sense because it's like my life has an eight. It's almost like your soul was kind of entering in and being like, yep, I'm ready to start kind of getting acclimated to this life. You know what I mean? Um, but the thing that I wanted to kind of ask you about, and this could be really personal and I apologize if, if you don't have to answer if not, but I see in there that something significant probably happened, but between the ages three and four, because you have, you have a one that you're in for the age of four. And I feel like maybe that that was either a separation or that was something that was you were kickstarting something else because the sixes that you have following that really, really kind of tells me and like just tapping into like my intuition. It's like that six is very much like compassion and kindness and, you know, but it's also about like family, you know, so like there's, you know, it's so wild things. So, um, so
0: ages three, four, um, I was being, uh, sexually assaulted as a kid. And then my little brother was born right when I turned five. So that being a six and being family would make a lot of sense. And, um, yeah. And that was a big changing point for my mom, um, at the, at the end of age of four, moving myself and her out of that situation. And then her having my brother and us starting a different family.
1: Yes. So that, holy cow, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Wow. And, and, but this is kind of where this is where things I could sit here for hours and I could look at this and, and how I calculated it and how I go into it, it all matters because I can see certain things and like years that haven't happened yet. I can literally look like and be like, okay, this may be something that is going to be significant in whatever year, you know? And, but when I saw that eight and eight, and then you had the master number 11, very spiritually based, but it's also something that was, you were trying to have, like that okay I need to have this fresh start I need to get out I need to do something this is a transition this is something that is really important to where I it's significant to have that divine you know in in a sort in some sort of fashion so and then you had the one the one is very significant for new beginnings but how how it was calculated it came out to be 19 which is one and nine standing alone by itself, which is a beginning and an ending. And then it reduced to the one. So that's why I said this was really, I looked at that immediately and was like, I wonder what happened because the six followed, you know. But then you also have your fives, okay, that follow after that for another consecutive four years and after the six that's hits. so
0: crazy. Okay. So what are the fives?
1: so the fives, when I look at that for you, and then it's also followed by the seven, I feel like that that is a significant turning point for you. It's change. Uh, When I see fives, it's not always necessarily just um, what the fives mean. But for this instance, I feel like that that's even more of a change for you. It was the kickstarting of, okay, yes, you, you maybe transitioned from that horrible situation, right? And then you, your, your family base was very important and you were getting things in a solid foundation, but then there was another age nine. Yes. Yes. Five started at age nine.
0: Nine is when my mom married my stepdad. And the first time I ever had a dad in my life, Mm -hmm. that is so this shit is okay. I can, I'm, I've like got the heebie jeebies. You got chills. This is so cool. Yeah. This is yeah. so cool. And I have it pulled up on my tablet while we're talking. That's why I keep looking down.
1: Uh, yes, yep. okay. I, I felt so bad. I was like, I did have a printer and a scanner and I was going to like send them to you like on the email, but I was like, okay, I, I can't do this. Cause like, I don't have one anywhere. <laughs> like it broke. No, I so, love this. Um, So the reason why I wanted to really get into this aspect, that's why I didn't like, you know, I didn't want to rush through your six core numbers because those are super important as well. But like these aspects of the things that I saw that I wanted you to understand how I can read this and like other people who do numerology charts aren't necessarily intuitive. And don't, I can't see and kind of feel into the energy and also look and read at the same time, okay? So it's, you know, and I'm sure there are other people out there that do that, but I feel like that that is what sets me kind of apart. Also being as though that I am young because not a lot of young people do charts and and really delve into numerology. So this, what's really funny though too, is after the fives, then you have two years in between there where you have a seven and then an eight. So it's like that spiritual aspect with the seven, but also like that. um, It's like that. Okay. Wonderful. It's another kind of transition for me. When I see that, when I see trends of numbers, those are things that are significant to me. The significance of those either, not not just lessons, but but also things that you're trying to formulate and get solid with, because not only do you come back to learn the things that you're missing, but it's almost kind of like you have to semi-relearn like things that you've already experienced in other lifetimes that you can just kind of swoop through that is kind of how I see it. And that is kind of where I've seen in other charts where it's like, even though you had all of these fives and all these sixes, it doesn't always mean one thing or another. It's not black or white, you know? So, but what, what, um, year, what age did you get married to your husband? That was the one thing I forgot to ask you.
0: I got married to my husband, uh, so they didn't write
1: so it I, down. Was, I was 22, 22. Okay. So that would really make a lot of sense. So right here at like 20, you had two fives. So 19 and 20, you had two fives. It's like you transitioned. Okay. I and started so- dating him when I was 19.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's that, you know, it's that step of thing of then you have all the sixes, You have the sixes in when you went to 21, very family-based, very much a different structure into who who your family was. You know what I mean? I was pregnant at 21. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So, and that right there is like where we're gonna stop with your birth given name chart. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because so then that's where at age 22, because that's where you ended up um, oh. marrying him. Do you, do you see why I did it this way?
0: Yeah. He's always fucking up my numbers and stuff, man. I had a, a whole thing going on.
1: Yeah. And the reason why I had to do age one through 22 or 23 is because if I had decided to start there. I wouldn't have been able to, it would have messed up all of the, the equation of the whole entire chart. Sure. When you're doing these charts, you have to be very precise. You have to be very accurate and everything like, so like you have to write the D four different times because that is the vibration of four. Like it's, it's linked to four. Got it. Each individual time. That's why you see I write it so many times, but it's also that that is what it equates to be. So, and that's what's confusing for people because people see all of these letters and the numbers, and then they're like, "What the heck is even going on? It doesn't make sense." Oh no, you I'm, know?
0: I, I'm totally in line with this. I I completely. I'm so into this right now.
1: <laughs> I'm so <laughs> into with, with you, right? So, what I find fun about this, okay, is You don't see it on that chart, right? But when you see it on your your, um, married name chart, at age 22, you had a three and you have a three for the next four years. The three is very, very much child-based, but also creative. Mm -hmm. So you, you can see there that that's, holy cow, You had your child, and that excitement of you got married, you had a different foundation. But then, if you see at 26, more or less, too, is another whole like foundational structure of family. But with all those threes in the interim, it's like you were creatively building, you were creating.
0: So I was creatively building, and then I had a death experience at 26 when that six Mm -hmm. started, and um, that's just that's just wild.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, and the other thing I want to show you is so I would say where is it? The only other thing that really popped out to me, okay, that I really really enjoyed very very much. So. Is oh, and maybe that was, um, maybe that was your other chart. Where is it? Yeah, it was on your birth given name chart. So if you, if you had ever decided to go back to your, your maiden name, your birth given name, um, it was so funny because at the age of 65, you (laughs) started master number 22s for one, two, three, four, five years. And then you had three threes, three different consecutive threes after that from 70 to 72. I thought that was so wild. And I'm like, oh man, I wonder, because you got to remember you're still the same person anyway too you know like your birth given name and who you incarnated in this life be you know um so like looking at those and having the comparison between ages like 65 through that um 69 on your chart here with your married name
0: yeah but they're all twos and right? the other one is t- oh that's what you're gonna say <laughs>
1: so- yeah yeah that's it. yeah, I was like trying to figure that out. I was like, hold on, because I'm flipping between both and I'm trying to like talk at the same time. That is that's trippy. Yeah, you still will have that vibration of a two and have those significance. And I want you to look at all the different meanings of the numbers because I could be here for hours to explain all the different characteristics and all of that in which if you want me to I absolutely could we could do one you know another episode of like oh this is what all the numbers mean and this is what this is but like it's up to you you gotta let me know
0: (laughs) actually I think that um I already wanted to make it a double episode with you. And we got so much done in this episode. So Mm -hmm. I think that absolutely, if we wanted to talk and break this down, even for, I actually think it would be cool to do it as a bonus thing for Patreon. And so everybody, I love to give people that are on there just like extra perks here and there. So let's talk, let's set something up and we'll go in depth on this. I think that- um, I want people to get their own readings from you. And I, I think that this is really helpful for me. Um, and so I'd love to be able to show over there the full extent of what you do.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like, this is a lot. It is absolutely a lot. So like some people are like, I don't know if I would want, that. you know, like that's my whole life in my hands. I've had some people say that to me. They're like, I don't want to know that. It's like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Because that's going to help you learn yourself more too. That's true. But you also have to think that so many people
0: who are unfamiliar with things come from things from a fear-based mentality. Right. Media yeah. does that about our gifts. You know, we mm-hmm. do it with each other about gifts. And mm-hmm. um, that's why I think it's so important to share actually what you do because it's not a fear-based thing. Knowing it it's not like you're you do it to a hundred years old, you're not like you're dying at a hundred and so I'm doing it this far. It is you have this potential of this longevity and Mm -hmm. these are the things that can happen between there. Um and yeah, I don't think it's spoiling anything. It's nice to know, Mm -hmm. hey, in three years you're not gonna have any fucking money. So make sure you start a savings account. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Like, and the possibility of that. And of course, you know, there's also like, you know, different, just different aspects of it really, really just helps you look like, like you already experienced just with the little bit that we did together with looking at the trends and like what I yeah. saw, it's like, holy cow, What you see that in there? Like, what do you mean? What happened? Like, you know, it's because of the way that things are lined out and set up in what they mean and what they mean next to each other and above each other. And it's, it's a whole process in and of itself. It's
0: fascinating. I want to one, thank you so much for coming on for sharing about yourself and then thank for you. sharing <laughs> your gifts. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, so um, you can find me on TikTok or even on Facebook. I have that Ginny's uh, Spiritual uh, Playhouse. Um, my TikTok is Ginny Love and Light. Um, so that's where you would kind of find me. I also have my email linked to there on my TikTok. Um, so you're more than welcome to find me and email me. I, ha- I do mediumship reads. I also do uh, terror and oracle reads you know, and I also do charts as well. You know, everything's all kind of like a different kind of pricing. So like, it's up to, you know, just to get the information, um, I am hoping at some point to have a website with by the beginning of this coming year. But we'll see what happens um, with all that. Um, but that's how I've been doing private sessions: is if somebody's interested and wants information, um, sending me an email or even a private message on TikTok is fine. But I prefer the email so that way I can do the best I can to give all the information that anybody needs and. And it's all right there in a chain, you know? So Perfect. And I will how- link, I'll
0: link it all in the description so that everybody can um, see it written out. Go to your pages. Um, I just, again, thank you so much for your time. I'll text you as, when this ends and we'll get another date going on to do something exclusive for Patreon before the end of the month. And <laughs> just
1: thank you. No, thank you. Because this was so amazing. I I really, really enjoyed talking with you. Like, we definitely have such a connection. And like, the fact that I saw our life path was the same, but also calculated the same. I was like, shut up. I'm like, universe, like, stop. (laughs) Like, No, we're so
0: similar in, in a lot of ways. And I, I'm excited to get to know you more. And I think that seeing somebody that's on a similar, maybe purpose journey and does it differently Uh is really, um, like an expansive, like viewpoint on things. So I'm just, I'm excited to get to know you more and get to see uh, how you do things with your purpose.
1: Aw, thank you so much. I'm excited to see what you have coming up with next too, because you have that creative thing that you got going on all the time. We and- got
0: lots of things dropping soon. So yeah, yeah.
1: it's going to be uh, wonderful.
0: It's going to be 2023 is seriously going to be an incredible year. I, I, I'm really excited. I I feel that energy with just people that I come into contact with in this community too. I think something yeah. big's going to happen for our community. I think that oh, we're yeah. going to start getting um like I think that platforms are going to have to change with the way that they are with us and I think that yeah. comes this coming up year and it transforms our businesses and so mm-hmm. much. So I'm here manifesting all of the amazing things and yeah we'll make it happen.
1: We'll make it happen, girl. You know that. Manifest the heck out (laughs) of it, right?
0: (laughs) That's right. Well, have a wonderful rest of your night and uh, I will talk with
1: you later. Okay. You too. Have a good night. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. Bye.
1: Bye.